This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 125. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea here, and welcome to the Unconventional Book Club. I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is where we suck out all the actionable nuggets, and I summarize, and I pull away the key takeaways from these amazing books. As you know, I am obsessed with books and reading and learning and sharing all the knowledge, and so I highlighted such a great book this week. It is called Ikigai, The Japanese Secret to a Long and Happy Life. Now, I've been wanting to read this book for a long time because it really does uh, interweave into positive psychology and and talks a lot about um, wonderful things that we can really learn and we can apply the the learning to our life. So I'm going to jump into summarizing this book. This is going to be about 15 to 20 minutes max where I can summarize this book for you. And I hope that I sucked out a lot of the overview and key takeaways and some actionable nuggets as well for you. So Basically, this book, have you ever wondered about centenarians or people who live beyond or up to 100 or past super centenarians past 100? Um, This book is so great because it really, the authors studied and researched centenarians. And the study um, of centenarians really intrigues me because we we can learn, like, what's the secret? You know, what's the secret um, to their long, happy life? And so this Japanese term that roughly translates to the reason for being um, or always being busy. This concept really is intriguing and it always has intrigued me as well. So what is your reason for getting out of bed in the morning? So that is the question, right? This is your Ikigai. So Ikigai is personal to you. And this book is so great because it really does explain like what is Ikigai and it's above all else. It's a lifestyle that strives to balance the spirituality in our life with practical, with the practical. And so this balance is found at the interception of where our passion, as well as our talents, they converge with the things that the world actually needs and what the world is willing to pay for. So I love that concept, right? So it really does bring this amazing meaning and joy to our life when we we apply that learning, when we apply that concept of our passion, our talents, as well as what the world needs and what we're, what the world's willing to pay us for. And I love that concept and this idea within this book. And it is so fantastic. And it just, you know what? So it really can help us to bring more meaning and joy into our life. And so This book is great. We're going to jump right in. And a general overview of this book is, according to the Japanese, everyone has an ikigai. So a reason for living. Everyone has this. So what's fantastic about this book is that it does support all these concepts. And you're going to have some actionable nuggets that you can take away from this book as well. According to the residents of a Japanese village, um, they have the world's longest 
living people in this village. And the, the authors of this book really research and what they call it is a blue zone. So this blue zone is where people have a tendency to live longer. And it's like, what the heck are they doing that they can live this long and be happy and joyful in their life? And so the findings is really what, what they've come up. And so, um, and the key findings is how, like, how are they happier and why are they happier? And, you know, how are they having a longer life there? So having this strong sense of ikigai really allows us to bring meaning into our life. So this is the general overview. So it's having a strong sense of ikigai. It's basically a place where your passion, your mission, your vocation, and your profession all intersects. It means that each day you are infusing meaning. You have meaning in every single day. And it's the reason that you get up in the morning. So we also, um, so it's also the reason many Japanese never really retire because it's all about, you know, you want to keep showing up. So there's no word in Japanese um, that refers to retiring or, you know, it, it doesn't even exist. Um, so they remain active and they work at what they enjoy because they have found their real purpose in life, the, the happiness of always being busy. And it's not the busy that you and I think of busy. It's like the busy uh, in terms of full life, living a full life. So in researching this for this book, the authors, they interviewed the residents of this Japanese village and with hundreds like the highest percent of the hundred year olds live in this area. And it's one of the world's blue zones. So they consider an area in the world, a blue zone when there are higher concentrations of people who uh, live to a hundred or beyond a hundred. So Ikigai reveals the secrets to their longevity and happiness, like how they eat, how they move, how they work, you know, how they foster collaboration and community. And, you know, what are their best kept secrets? Like how did they find their Ikigai and, and what brings more satisfaction to their life and, and how, how they found it? So this book really does take us through a deep dive of this idea and this concept of uh, Ikigai. And so it talks all about the art of living. It talks about the 10 rules of Ikigai. It talks about stress. It also talks about the secrets of centenarians and super centenarians. And some of those secrets are flow state and slow living and lifestyle. So we're going to jump into each one of these and it, it is so powerful. So let's talk about the art of living. So the art of living is um, basically in the Japanese Ikigai, the, there's no, like I said, there's no written word for that, right? It doesn't really. So the symbols in Japanese of ikai really mean life and to be worthwhile. And so translated roughly as, you know, the happiness of always being busy. And so it's not the busy that we think it's about having a full life. And this is the art of living that they talk about. So there is a passion inside of us, a unique talent that gives meaning to our days. And it drives us to share the best of our ourselves uh, until the very end. And so that is what Ikigai is all about. So if you don't know what your Ikigai is yet, it's okay because you can keep learning and growing and discovering it. So, and he, they do refer to um, Victor Frankl's work, um, A Man's Search for Meaning. Um, and so basically your mission is to discover it. So your mission is to discover your Ikigai. Um, so Ikigai is different for all of us. It, there's not one 
thing that we're all meant to do, right? We're very unique. And so our own Ikigai is the reason we get up in the morning, what we love, what we're good at, what the world needs and what you can get paid for. I love that piece of it, right? Because then that's part of your, you know, your vocation. Um, So when we can spend our days feeling connected uh, to what is meaningful to us, we live more fully and um, we, we, we feel less disconnect and we feel less despair and depression when we are waking up um, with this connection to what brings us meaning. And it makes sense, right? So here are my favorite. They have these 10 rules for Ikigai. And um, this is a huge takeaway for me. I love them. So here we are. We're going to go through them. So number one is to stay active and don't retire. And when you love what you do, you don't feel like you're working, right? And so the idea here is to, you know, do do something that makes you want to jump out of bed in the morning. And, um, and so stay active and don't retire is the number one rule of Ikigai. Number two rule is take it slow. So take your time, take it slow is a number two rule. Number three is don't fill your stomach. I love this one. Don't overeat. (laughs) It's such a random one, right? But it's so true. When we overeat, we feel heavy and full. And and according to the rule of Ikigai, that is one thing that really can help us. And all the studies of centenarians too, they don't fill their stomachs. They don't overeat. Um, And so number four is also to surround yourself with good friends. And this, the human connection is so important. He talks about, they talk about in their book about celebration and the connection of people. And then this one's really funny. Number five is to get in shape for your next birthday. And I love that, right? Cause it projects you forward, like getting in shape for your next birthday. The uh, sixth rule is smile. And they're there is, there are studies rather that show and reveal the power of smiling and how it actually releases oxytocin and makes us feel happier and it's contagious and um, smiling is really powerful. Um, number seven is to reconnect with nature. So we know that the connection of nature is so soothing, it's calming and studying centenarians, they're connected to nature and organic food and things like that as well. And number eight is to give thanks. And as we know, in positive psychology, the power of gratitude and all the studies and research on gratitude and how powerful it is to savor and and, uh, appreciate your life. And that's number eight. Number nine is live in the moment. And again, the power of mindfulness and self-awareness and being present in the moment, not thinking in the future where there's stress in the past where there could be depression, but rather living in the present moment and getting into that, you know, flow state. Um, and then also to follow your icky guy. So that's that purpose, that meaning, what, why you get up in the morning. And so those are the 10 rules of icky guy, which I really, really enjoy. And actually what I'm going to do is print them all up and make it as constant reminders. Um, so they do also talk about stress and how stress is really degenerative and it really has shown to contribute to health problems and, you know, premature aging and all those kind of things. Um, they did also talk about existential crisis. So we're often, we often do things that we're told to do and that we should do. And like, you know, what are other people doing? Like what's expected of us? And so this idea here is that, you know what, um, what's expected of us? Those 
goes. So we give up on the things that we love doing and, and we don't want to give up on the things that we love doing. Right. And that's what moves us away from our icky guy. And so, um, so really it's about what we want to do is we do what's expected of us and not necessarily what we would love to do. And that creates a, 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 a tension or a stress. So when we give up on the things that we love and we're not, we, we kind of lose our purpose in life. And that's why it's so important to keep going and doing things that you value, um, keep making progress, keep doing things that bring beauty and, or, and, and be of service to other people and helping out and things like that and shaping the world around you is really um, what they talk about in their book. Okay. So now we're going to jump into the secrets of centenarians and the super centenarians. Um, so one of the things they talk about within their book is this idea of flow. The happiest people are not the ones that achieve the most. The happiest people are the ones that spend more time uh, in this state of flow. And so it's our ability to turn even routine tasks into moments of micro flow. So where you're really into the moment, you're really, you know, you lose track of time, you're focused and, and it, you're turning it into something that you enjoy. And that, that is the key to being happy since, you know what, we all have to do tasks. So how can we go into flow state more frequently? Um, and they did refer to Csikszentmihalyi's work. And uh, according to him, he, he, he has a book called Flow. Um, the first thing we need to do is to, to be in a distraction-free environment. So we don't want to be in an environment that has a lot of distractions. So we want to min minimize distractions and also to have control over what we are doing at every moment. So being in control of what you're doing in the moment encourages flow state. So you can see how mindfulness plays a role in that as well. Okay, then they also talked about slow living. And I like this because how often are you rushed and you're like bouncing around from one thing? I know for me, sometimes I'm taking one hat off, putting another hat, like, you know, being mom, being publisher, you know, things like that. So it's amazing how sometimes we have this sense of urgency and what they talk about within their book, as well as um, like the the slow living is one of the, the rules for ikigai but also when they study centenarians, it's really powerful to practice this slow living. So being in a hurry is inversely proportional to quality of life. And so as, as the old saying goes, right, they say, walk slowly and you'll go far. So when you leave this sense of urgency behind, they talk about that life brings more meaning and uh, it, it, it allows us to show up in an intense way, but also to be calm about about it. So it can be intense, but relaxed. So you're doing things and you're showing up in life, but you're also relaxed. So you're busy with a sense of calm. I love that, right? I love that approach. So you're doing things. You're not sitting down and sedent, sedent, like sedentary, right? And like, just like um, sitting on a chair for hours. It's really encouraging a busy life, full of life, but in a calm, relaxed way. And that's really what they talked about. Um, and they said, the authors say that they didn't see a single old grandpa sitting on a bench doing nothing. <laughs> um, and that was one of the, the main the takeaways. 
Okay. So then they talk a little bit about lifestyle. So here are some of the general suggestions within their book. Like, don't worry, cultivate good habits because we are what we do repeatedly. Um, They talk about nurturing your friendships every single day and live an unhurried life. They also talked about being optimistic to eat well and to sleep well and to learn how to relax with life. Um, And also to keep your mind and your body busy. So don't let it just sit still still. Um, uh, and also they talked about smile more often to slow down, to eat a diet rich in vegetables and consume fewer calories. Um, and that's the whole full belly thing. But also um, they talked about eating fish regularly too and drinking tea. And they studied centenarians and that's what they noticed. They had a lot of that all in common. And then there are some beautiful quotes that I picked out of the book that are so fantastic. We are what we repeatedly do. Aristotle, um, he talked about to the grand essentials to happiness in this life are something to do, something to love and something to hope for. So they talked about the grand essentials to happiness in this life for us is you know, do you have something to do? Do you have something to love? Do you have something to hope for? And that that is the underlying um, message in this icky guy. Um, and I also love this idea of, they talked about that metabolism slows down 90% after 30 minutes of sitting. Now that resonates with me because I'm obsessed with standing. I'm obsessed with my treadmill desk and moving. And actually when you have ADHD, sitting still isn't really um, productive for me. My brain, you know, gets monkey mind. So moving is actually really, really essential and important. And I I do love that they brought that up. So um, they also talked about the enzymes that move the bad fat from our arteries to our muscles. Uh, Like when they they get burned off and right, if we slow down too much or we sit still, then that affects that. So after two hours, good cholesterol drops by 20%. And just getting up for five minutes and, and, you know, get going and doing things again, moves things along, right? So it's so simple. Um, But these are lifestyle reminders for sure. So, okay, so what are some actionable nuggets from this book? I mean, there are so many, but my key personal takeaways on this one is that, you know, I want to print up this, these Ikaye, I couldn't even say it there, right? Um, Icky guy rules. Like I want to print them up because it's like, is so powerful, right? If you think about it, so simple, but so powerful. It's like stay active and don't retire. Take uh, take it slow. Don't fill your stomach. Uh, surround yourself with good people. Get in shape for your next birthday. Smile. Reconnect with nature. Give thanks. Live in the moment and follow your icky guy, your purpose, your meaning, you know, why you get up in the morning. So I also really enjoyed this concept of the balance that's found in the intersection where your passion you know, what are you passionate about? And then what are you good at? Like, what are your talents? Like, what do you do your superpowers, you know, so to speak? And then also, what does the world need? And and then what is the world willing to pay you for? I love that interception, that idea of, you know, this icky guy. And so what that's what resonated with me the most. So I'm curious, what resonated with you the most here? And how are you going to apply this to your life? Or even how, what are you going to reflect on, um, you know, further. So consider those questions. What do you love? What are you good at? What does the world need? And you know, what, what is the world going to pay you for? What can you get 
paid for. That is your icky guy. That is your icky guy, your own personal, wonderful, um, you know, perspective. And I, I just really enjoyed this book. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Um, this is your reason for being. What makes you get up in the morning? And I thought that this was such a fantastic book. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And that is it for the book summary. If you like this podcast, it's like personal training for your mind. You've got to come over to my website at andreasidel.com where I take all these books and I hide them in this big, massive vault. There's hundreds and hundreds of books in there for you to learn and discover and grow from. So I really encourage you to head on over to my website so you can gain access to this vault. They're just waiting for you to read. Also, if you've been thinking about writing a book or, you know, you've lacked the time, maybe the focus and the know-how to get it done, or you've been wanting to publish your own work, well, look no further. Spend no more time wasting trying to figure it all out because I'm your girl. I am a book doula. I actually help people painlessly give birth to their books through book birthing. (laughs) So let's turn that dream into achievement through birthing your own book because books change lives. So head on over to my website to find out more about that as well. Be sure to subscribe here so that you get the latest episode. And of course, share this with your friends, write a review because it really helps grow the show. And finally, I just want to thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm just so grateful that I get to show up and read all these books and share the learning experience with you. So until next week, I'm sending hugs.